Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. This is England is Burning for Tuesday, the 4th of May, 2021. Uh, for Star Wars fans out there, it's a big day. May the 4th be with you. Ha! Okay. All right. Small joke there. But yeah, big day for Star Wars fans. New show coming out on Disney+. Plus. Okay, but we're not here to talk about that. Today is your Arsenal Weekly feature. Uh, it is a Tuesday. Uh, we are now putting out shows left and right since we didn't we adhere to the blackout for a really really strong cause so we didn't put nothing out on the weekend and so now we're going to be putting everything out so today we're going to be putting out the chelsea feature uh also today the manchester united feature also probably today the arsenal feature but you probably hear this probably on a wednesday yeah just telling you all right today we have josh back again from the islington gazette uh, he is the uh, Arsenal women's writer for them, and is also Arsenal women's supporter and fan. Uh, Josh, welcome back. Hi, Keith. How are you? I'm all good. I'm, I'm great. I am absolutely great. Uh, it is uh, raining here again. Uh, it is wet. Uh, but, hey, I mean, I should get used to that, right? Uh, so it's springtime here in Georgia, uh, in the USA. So we got plenty to talk about today, right? Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So the thumbnail for this video, this pod is going to be, you know, it is going to say Champions League, you know, clinched, (laughs) you know, Um, it it would take an absolute act of a supreme being or UFO invasion or (laughs) zombies to keep Arsenal out of the Champions League slot after this past Sunday. Though Manchester United did have a rather listless performance, but they still pulled out three points. But Arsenal did their part, uh, being the front runners in playing against Everton. We knew, Josh, this was going to be a tough game. We knew that Everton was going to play solid. We knew they were going to possibly try to nick a goal. Arsenal came in with that long streak of clean sheets that, you know, that, that's got to end sometime, right? So, uh, Josh, yeah. what were you, what, what, you know, what's your first impressions uh, of Arsenal's performance? Uh, on Sunday against Everton, um, it's a really it's a cliche, but and I, and I absolutely hear it when, when people say it because it's it's obvious. But it was really a game of two halves. I mean, oh. that's mm-hmm. that's football. But Arsenal in the first half controlled the game and, and absolutely dominated Everton. Uh, mm-hmm. Played really good football and they created quite a lot of chances throughout the game. Not just in the first half. I thought I thought Arsenal were very very wasteful. I had like they had a couple of one on ones. Beth Mead had a couple of one on ones, and she put them wide. And there was it wasn't just Mead. There was Mead and I had a few good chances. And Arsenal, they just they couldn't build. Obviously, on the one they lead that the Katie McKeigh put them in. Um, it was a great finish. It was a good ball in, uh, and McKeigh dinked it over Sandy Sandy McIver and and into the net and. I thought when I went one 0 Arsenal, I thought, okay, here we go, Arsenal will will build on this and, and they'll get a few more. But they missed so many chances, um, and they were they were dominant and they controlled the game. That they, they pressed well, and in the first half, I didn't think Everton were all that aggressive. Uh, I thought they sort of stood off Arsenal and let Arsenal dictate and control the tempo. And in the first half, I thought this isn't really Everton. Um, but the second half, Everton came out with a new attitude. Uh, they pressed higher and they were more intent. And obviously, Arsenal, Arsenal to be fair, they got in behind Everton quite a lot on, on Sunday, which you don't really see teams doing against Everton. Mm-hmm. But it was just 
they weren't clinical, and it was one of those games that you always thought they they could they could easily equalise because if you don't take your chances, you ultimately get punished, and, and Arsenal didn't, and obviously Everton did get the equaliser. Izzy Christensen crosses in for Megan Finnegan, and then Megan Finnegan heads in, and when the equaliser went in, I wouldn't say Arsenal's heads dropped, but the sort of they were shook and they were what do we do now? Because mm-hmm. obviously they didn't know what was happening at, at the Bristol City Man- Man- Manchester United game. Um, and I don't really think the focus w- would have been on that anyway, but I'm sure it would have been in a few minds as well because if Arsenal had to drop points, it, I mean, it is going in the last day, but it's not, if you know what I mean. Um, it, there would have been real pressure on Arsenal going into that, going into that last game against Aston Villa this weekend and uh, Everton obviously equalised and, and then Arsenal they didn't really seem to know how to react um, but the, they eventually did and, and, they, and they built into it again Leah Williamson shot wide um, from range but that was one thing that sort of stuck out to me when it went 1-1 thought Everton forced them to shoot more from range because they couldn't really break them down and then obviously eventually the, the winner did come Katie McCabe was fired in the box by by Finnegan and Kim Little stepped up to the fire in the top corner, but it was just a it was a more relieved win than a than a convincing win. It was just a, a job done, and yeah, look, um, it it is Champions League football for next season. Let's be honest, um, it is done. Um, providing an absolute, like you say, a complete not a miracle, but yeah, it was just a, it was a professional job from Arsenal. It was like the Brighton game, and it was like the the West Ham game. It certainly wasn't the best version of Arsenal, but it shows a, a side to them that they can win without playing their best, which is a, a massive confidence booster for just everybody, especially going into next season where they will have Champions League football because the pressure is going to be on them in there. Uh, they're not always going to have to... They're, they're not going to have it all their own way. Of course, they're not. They're playing the best teams in Europe, so they're going to have to ha- carry out those professional jobs, but... Yeah, it was a job well done and it's three more points in the bank and it was a very, very hard-fought victory in the end when, if you look at the first half, it, it probably shouldn't have been because Arsenal probably should have been out of sight. Yeah, I, so I want to break this down a little bit further. So how did, you know, just kind of, let's go back to the beginning. So when you saw the lineup that, that Arsenal put out there, what were your thoughts about how that lineup set was set up, you know, how it seemed to look from a tactical perspective uh, as it as it started? In terms of the, you know, they set up in a yeah. what looked like a four three three set up with, um, you know, with Caitlin Ford at the top and Beth Mead on the right and Knobs on the left, uh, and then yeah. you know, Minima kind of playing back and kind of laying, playing back kind of a deep, you know, kind of a deep playmaker position. Yeah, look, the team didn't really surprise me all that much. I mean, like I said to you on for this game. On our last podcast, I expected Zinsberger to start and go for this game. Right. Uh, and she did because against Everton, I expected them sort of to overload those wide, out wide. And that's why Nobbs, I think, was, was, was in there again because she's been, she's been fantastic in that role this year. Um, out wide, she's not a natural winger, but she's crucial to how Arsenal play in these key games. And I wish that she could have been available for the bigger games throughout the season. Unfortunately, she had injuries and, and, and various things. So, um, yeah, I was obviously disappointed with that, that she hasn't played those big games because she makes a hell of a difference. Um, but, yeah, look, um, 
Walty, Walty and centre back didn't really surprise me either because of the experience. I mean, Lotta would have been more, don't get me wrong, she's been absolutely brilliant this year and she got a player of the month and last last month and she always played in the big games this year, but for a game of that calibre, uh, and, and the way that Daniela van der Donk's been playing as well, it's it's very hard sort of to drop Valti. So I think for her experience, I wasn't surprised that she played alongside Williamson uh, at centre back, and then obviously van der Donk played and again couldn't drop her because over the last month she's been really consistent in her performances, been a key part to this Arsenal team, and then up front. Um, you got Ford, who's been for me. Um, she's she'd be in my top two Arsenal players for player of the season. Um, Katie McKay would, would be number one for me. Um, but F- F- Ford would be number two. So you, again, she has to play. Um, it's it's it was the, it's the biggest game of the season. You know, we're winning and Champions League would have uh, obviously would have qualified for Champions League, which they have done. Um. So yeah, look, I wasn't really surprised by the team. It was it was expected to have a lot of the ball um, and break Everton down because we know how good Everton are defensively. They're solid. Um, so yeah, look, the team, the team. I can't say one player in that team sheet that I didn't really expect to play. Jill Ward maybe, but uh, again, like I say, I mean, Van der Donk, Nobs, and. Um, They've been they've been on form and so has Jiro. Don't get me wrong, but I just think for this game and and how Van der Donk and and Nobs can play through defenses, I think they're more suited for this type of game than, than what Jiro is. Yeah, and so yeah, and that, and those are all you know great shouts, great shouts on all those things. And you mentioned earlier, Josh, that this you said something about in, in terms of Everton, what Everton brought to the table. It seemed, Josh, from what you said earlier, that Everton didn't bring what you thought they would bring in the first half. No, I thought Everton were quite poor in the first half. Uh, I was quite surprised okay. by how easy Arsenal broke them down. But that's um, but the, on, on the game, if Arsenal were more clinical, it could have been done by half-time. It, it obviously wasn't. Um, if, if, it's, if spots and maybes. But, um, yeah, Everton were, were really, really they were like, it felt like they were just disjointed in the first half and they were kind of all over the place. But whatever Willie Kirk said to them at half time, it worked because they came out, pressed Arsenal higher, and they were, they were in Arsenal's face in the second half. They were much more aggressive in, in their overall play. Izzy Christensen got more into the game, and, and when she gets into the game, well, then you expect Everton to, to create chances because she's been fantastic this season. I mean, she's nominated for the player the player the, the season award from from the WSL. So she's the only one out of those so called big three clubs that that she's she's the only other one that isn't nominated from those clubs. So I think that says a lot about her and, and a lot about her character. Um, but yeah, look, Everton second half much better and and. They frustrated Arsenal as well. I mean, they didn't let Arsenal play, and and they did in the first half. They let Arsenal sort of toy with them, pass it around, and but in the second half they didn't. And and uh, respect to them, they came back into the game. And would I say the equaliser was deserved? I I would say yes, but the only reason I would say yes because Arsenal were wasteful. And I always say, if you don't take your chances, well, then you sort of you know deserve to be punished. An Arsenal war at that time. It was great ball in for Christensen and Finnegan heads it in, but Everton showed 
more more of them their, their themselves in, in the second half than they did in the first half, and they were very very close to obviously getting the point out of the game and a tackle that I I really like Megan Finnegan. I think she's been great this season. She's been absolutely fantastic, and and I honestly believe that. She deserves an England call. I think she's been one of the most consistent defenders in the league this year, but she's still young and she's still a little bit inexperienced and she obviously made the tackle on McCabe at the end and maybe a more experienced defender just stands up and, and lets McCabe just cross it in or have a shot at goal. But no, look, she made the foul and, and Kim Little obviously scores. But second half, Everton can be really proud of their performances and, and if they play like that next season, well then, who knows? It. Yeah, it used to, I, I completely agree with you, Josh. That it was definitely, uh, as the cliche goes, and you know I hate cliches too, um, yeah. that and everyone that listens to the show knows I hate cliches. But yeah, it was a story of two halves. But but it was it, it, but that's why you have a halftime. You have a halftime to make some switches and to get some rest Absolutely. and get some fluid and be like, eh, maybe this isn't working so well. But what I think happened, here's what I think, Josh. I think what tactically what Arsenal was trying to do was try to use their speed and passing ability to try to uh, move the ball to get scoring opportunities before Everton had a chance to set up and get solid because we've seen every single time that that Everton are allowed to set up and you looked at their uh, their formation the way they set up in a 3-4-3 yeah. you know I mean it was completely set up that we were that they were going to try to do a low block on Arsenal and set up and just be resolute very much similar to how they set up against Manchester City and so what Arsenal like to do is like Arsenal's not Manchester City they're not Manchester they're not going to be they're going to have the ball but they're going to use their speed and they can, they can wrap things up much quicker in terms of their pace. And I think what they tried to do was try to do some long balls and try to do quicker passing and try to do that to try to create more opportunities before Everton had a chance to set up, which did create some level of confusion, uh, which caused them to look kind of disordered and so forth. But then you look at the stats in the first half. Arsenal only had two shots in the first half. They didn't create anything. I mean, it is like, you know, they had the first shot and the first shot they got was in the 13th minute, you know, when Jordan knobs, you know, you know gets, it, you know, gets it saved, uh, you know, off a of right foot. And then, you know, then the next shot was Katie's goal, uh, you know, from that lob. Right. And that was really good, you know, really strong goal. And they didn't get anything else. No more shots from Arsenal for the remainder of the half. Um, you know, and Lucy Graham got a shot blocked, you know, that was their only, you know, Everton's only shot. So they just created nothing yeah. on <laughs> Everton didn't create anything either. So then there was the tactical shift. Then the tactical shift was, was for Everton, as you said, to push up and to press higher. Yeah. But then what that created was it kind of fell into Arsenal's lap a little bit because then that allowed more space. Yeah, and that allowed more space for Arsenal then to create more opportunities. But the problem was, as you mentioned, I totally agree. The problem was then Arsenal got wasteful. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, with, with those opportunities they created because the first four shots they got, well, actually more than that. So Beth Mead, 48th minute, off target. Uh, yeah. Vivian, off target. <laughs> Beth Mead, off target. Uh, Noel Ritz off target. Uh, no, blocked. That was blocked. Um, you know, so it was a blocked shots off target, you know, and these are shots that you, 
you know, we expect Arsenal to at least get on goal. <laughs> you know, those. The, go ahead. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's and that was the big problem on, on Sunday. That just they just weren't clinical, and mm-hmm. I mean, there was a few one on ones in there as well. Um, yeah, like you say that 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 made one at the at the start of the second half. I mean, she's played, and I I I was saying to myself, that's a goal, and yeah, it was just it was just dragged wide. But yeah, yeah. I mean. That was the it was it was a frustrating game for Arsenal because of that and, and they, but they just didn't make life easy for themselves and and it would it could have been dead and buried soon before the equaliser it wasn't and, and that's what that's what I was saying I mean you're always susceptible to to conceding when when you're when you're that wasteful right um, yeah it, yeah that's the story of football right and the story of football is is you gotta um, you have to um, you got to create, you got to create opportunities and then you got to convert those opportunities. Uh, it, it means nothing to, you know, it means nothing to have the ball 70% of the time where, I mean, Arsenal has the ball 63% of the time, um, yeah. and so forth. But, you know, and, but that was throughout the match, but it is just, you got to create opportunities, which in the first half they did not in the second half, um, in the second half. They uh, they created opportunities, but then didn't convert those opportunities uh, and so forth. So and then um, I think it almost seemed like Arsenal was trying too hard. You know, they were trying too hard to get that second and they just rushed it a little bit. What do you think? To be fair, yeah, I could see that. I mean, high pressure game and uh, and they know and they knew that a win would have obviously qualified them for the for the Champions League. Um so yeah, look, maybe potentially, and 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 they could have been panicking, and and obviously, and, and just not taking their time when it came to that final finish. Yeah, you could be completely right there. Um, like, like I said, the the pressure, the pressure was on Arsenal more so than it was Manchester mm-hmm. United because let's be honest, Manchester United. Okay, yes, they they were top of the league this year, and uh, and, and then obviously they fell away, but Manchester United. This season, this is only their second season in the WSL, so the pressure was on Arsenal to qualify the Champions League this year. There was no pressure really on Manchester United; they were they're overachieving. So, yeah, the pressure was on Arsenal going into the game of the weekend. Uh, it was all on them. So, yeah, look, they absolutely could have been panicking and, and they could have been rushing it. It's a, it's a great point. Um, you know, and in you know, in Everton, and speaking of Everton, though, I mean Everton. You know, they're just, you know, they had no pressure on them either. <laughs> you know, they're like, they had yeah. no pressure on them. They could just be like, you know what? If we lose 5-0 or lose 1-0, you know, it doesn't matter. matter. We're still going to be like fifth place. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're like, you know, let's just play, you know, let's just have fun out there. And I think that's probably what, if I were Willie Kirk, manager of Everton, I would have basically, you know, come on, just go have fun out there. Just open it up and, and have some fun. You know, you know, you got a chance to, to you know, be spoilers and so forth uh, in this in this whole thing. Just go out there and do it and you just switch it up. And they did. Uh, you know, they just switched it up. And, um, you know, it, it was a, you know, nice that they got the Everton got that throw in, you know, and then a nice lob and then right on to, um, you know, Megan Finnegan is with, a, you know, with the header. And I think I think you're right, though. Uh, our, the Arsenal players' reaction to that goal, I was like, I was actually surprised that they were like, they look. I mean, they were like, 
wait, 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 wait. This what they were almost were looking around and acting like, what? Wait a minute, that wasn't in the storyline. That's not how this game was supposed to go. <laughs> and they were yeah, looking like, no, no what? <laughs> you yeah, know, they, they, they did panic them. They rocked they, them. It did rock them. Yeah, it, it, they really struggled, and and the chances then dried up after that too. You know, it was not another six minutes later that they got another shot off, and it was the crazy long range shot by Leah Williamson that of course was not going to come on target. Uh, so they really kind of struggled. And they, at least though, I got to give them credit. They, they got it together. They pulled it together at the end when it counts. Uh, and that's, yeah. that's the credit of the team. Like, okay, they pulled it together. Um, obviously that was a penalty. There was no doubt in my mind that was a penalty. So I'm not questioning that. Uh, it just was like, yeah. All they had to, all Everton had to do to nick a point out of this thing was to just hold and not, they didn't have, you know, she didn't have to make that challenge like that. She didn't have to, no. but as you said, she, you know, is a little bit inexperienced and she made a challenge and, it, you know, and, you know, took advantage of that situation, you know, um, yeah. there. And, you know, it was clearly a penalty and what in deserved penalty at that, but you don't want to go down like that and stoppage time, you know? No, absolutely. Um, but yeah, um, Arsenal had a, had, had a really big chance just before the penalty as well. True. Was from a yeah, free yeah. Kick. Right. He came paid it into Kim Little and Kim Little one-on-one, you're thinking, yeah, this is this is this is it now. And she and she shot straight at Sandy McIver, and I thought, I thought that's it. I thought, yeah, it's going to be a draw. Um, and then obviously, like you say, that the penalty did come, but it was a sh- it's a, it's a sign that that how sort of good Arsenal are, if if you know what I mean. I mean, they they kept going until the end, and mm-hmm. they and obviously it's not obviously Megan Finnegan, yeah, like you say, she didn't need to make the tackle, and she did, but. It shows that Arsenal they fought until the end, and and they ended up getting their rewards from it. And uh, to be honest with you, Keith, I would say it was a deserved win for Arsenal because I thought overall they were the better side of the game. Um, and I didn't think Everton, like I say, I thought Everton were good defensively, but I didn't think going forward they troubled Arsenal that much and up until the goal. Um, so yeah, look, I, I thought it was a deserved three points for Arsenal, and when Arsenal don't deserve three points, I'll say that. They don't deserve three points, but on Sunday I really thought they did because I thought they were a much better team for the large majority of the game. I, I have a, I, I, t- I agree. I agree that they Arsenal deserved the three points, no doubt in my mind. They dominated. Every, you look at every little angle that you, every angle, the eye test, the stats test, everything. They deserved the three points. There's no, there's no doubt about that, uh, and so forth. Um, I just like it. I don't like losing a match or winning a match by by penalty at the end, but you know yeah. it was clearly a mistake by um, by Finnegan in a, you know to to essentially give up that penalty shot uh, and so forth. Um, you know, it's like I like you know I like to win. You know, I like to win in open play, but that's just how I mean that's how football works. You make a tackle like that in the box, and you know you know. It, make a mistake like that you're going to get punished for it that's exactly what happened uh and so forth but no clearly arsenal was bet the better team they played better they got better players uh the stronger side everton put up you know i think they you know they 
I think they put up a good fight. They really did, as Everton typically do, um, except for maybe one game uh, where I've seen they didn't put up a fight in that one. But uh, but most part, they do, uh, and so forth. So they're, they're an interesting team moving forward, as you mentioned earlier. Now, stats-wise, you know, you know, like I said, Arsenal had 63% of possession. They had 84% passing accuracy. They had three shots on target. Um, so they had more of the ball. They had more shots and so forth. Their XG in the match was 1.9. Uh, compared to averaging 0.3. And so because Everton really didn't create the one opportunity, but they created that one opportunity was converted. Um, And so from an individual standpoint, the shot creating actions were spread out, but Katie McCabe had had the most for the team with three, but then he has several others. And this is one of the things I like about Arsenal. They spread things out so much. You know, everyone gets an opportunity and everyone, the way they use the ball, like Caitlin Ford had two opportunities. Joe Roy had two opportunity two uh, shot creating actions. Kim little had also two. Leah had two um, like that. So that was really strong there. Uh, let's see. And Beth, me, Caitlin Ford uh, led, led in pressures. Let's see. Leah and Leah Williamson. Yeah, Wati also had, had more touches, of course. And um, let's look at some defensive stuff here. Let's see. And Beth Mead had the most successful pressures. And and you had Katie and Leah Williamson had the most uh, tackles won. So, yeah, it, it was a strong performance. Um it was good performance, but I think all that matters to Arsenal fans, Josh, and I'm sure it is, you're a supporter as well. Is you got the three points? Uh, it yeah. takes it, it would take an alien invasion and sort of some kind of <laughs> X Files Men in Black scenario to happen, uh, you know, um, or you know, or Arsenal fans decide that they're going to protest the women's game. Uh, you know, next weekend, and they get called <laughs> off, and then the the FA, uh, you know docks some points i mean you know i mean i that might be the most realistic of all the options that could happen but but basically it would take an absolute uh you know act of divine divinity or something you know ha- has to happen uh which is doubtful uh to have happen so who does arsenal have next next week yeah arsenal villa on sunday now that's interesting all right, because now Aston Villa has the, the leg up in the relegation battle over Bristol City uh, yeah. and so forth. So they got, you know, they got something to play for. And Bristol City's looking at that like, hmm, you know, they, they might be thinking that Aston Villa might get battered by Arsenal. Uh, and so which possibility? What do you think, Josh? Um, <laughs> You're like, um, <laughs> don't know. I think Arsenal are in the game. Um, right. Mm-hmm. I do think Arsenal will end because obviously Arsenal still need to win uh, to officially secure Champions League. So, and also, this is Joe Montemurro's last WSL game in charge. This is his last league game in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll they'll want to come out and make a, make a big performance uh, and make a big, sta- a, a big statement. Um in terms, I, I think Arsenal win, yes. Uh, but I don't think Arsenal Villa will be relegated. Right. I think, you, know, they got, you think Bristol's going to get relegated? At the end of the, as it all pans out, they're going to get relegated? Yeah, unfortunately I do. Uh, and, I, and I don't really want Bristol City to get relegated, and I'll say that. Um, 
I I would absolutely love if, if Matt Beard kept him up. Um, and I don't want anybody to get relegated, don't get me wrong, but I don't know, I really enjoy the Bristol City games and, 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 I, and I really like Matt Beard as a, as a coach and, and as a person as well. Um, but they've got Brighton this weekend, which is, look, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a tough, tough game as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I fancy Arsenal to win, but I think Arsenal Villa will be safe, to be honest. And I think they've got three points from the last three games, isn't it? Uh, drew twice against West Ham, and then they drew the second City derby against Birmingham. And I think, yeah. I think those three draws will, will will be fine for them, really. To be honest, yeah, yeah. I mean, Aston Villa has gotten four points out of the last four games. Uh, and, yeah. and Bristol's only gotten two. Um, so, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, though, Aston Villa loses, Bristol City knocks off Brighton, and then that does it. Uh, and that keeps them in. So, I mean, I've, I've been on record that Bristol City is not going to get relegated. Of course, uh, I, I, right. I, I may lose that one. Uh, I think Matt Beer has done such a great job. Uh, at pulling that team together. And if he manages to get them out of relegation, that'll probably be one of his best coaching moves. Uh, you know, well, not moves, but jobs uh, that he's done to get to catch them at, at the absolute bottom and then get them at least to, get, to stay in one more, you know, one more year um, and so forth. Um, but it would take Bristol beating Brighton in uh, Aston Villa to lose um, to make that happen. Now, Tottenham still has 14 points, but they got a game in hand, but they got Chelsea uh, coming yeah, up tomorrow. Chelsea. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but they still got the, you know, Tottenham still got that game in hand as well. So, um, but if Bristol City can get the 15, um, all they got to do is leap one team um, and Aston Villa is playing Arsenal. But you, you're saying Arsenal is going to win? Yes, I think Arsenal will win, yes. All right, you got a scoreline? You think you think another clean sheet? Uh, yeah, I think I think they will get a clean sheet. I mean, it's it's hard because Aston Villa haven't conceded many goals lately. Um, but you know what? We're gonna go four. I'm gonna go four nil. Four nil on Sunday. Four nil. Okay. Yeah, now, I'm gonna still... go, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna clean this. Meet him. We'll score a hat trick. Oh, okay. I, that, I was right. I was right about to ask you that. I was right because it's still, <laughs> it's still even. You know, it Frank. Is. You know, between Sam Carr and Vivian Minima for the Golden Boot, and but you know, Chelsea got two games. Arsenal got one. <laughs> um, yeah, see, you know, Chelsea tomorrow night. I, I fancy Chelsea to score quite a lot tomorrow. So, uh, uh, my confidence may, may, may have just lowered. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I fancy yeah, um, no. Uh Tottenham's form. Uh <laughs> I mean I expect Emma Hayes to rest people. Um, you know, to rest some people, but I expect Sam Kerr to be on the pitch. Um yeah, he's got two opportunities to score goals and, and uh I'm not sure depending on how what Reading throws out on the field, you know, on uh on Sunday. Um uh don't know about that, but uh, but you know, Vivian has one one game against Aston Villa. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I you might be right, <laughs> you know. I imagine what's gonna happen is gonna be feeding the ball to her in multiple occasions. 
Yeah, that's right. Give, that's give, what give her as many touches as possible. Um, and, and, and if we get a penalty, I hope I hope Mita takes it ahead of Kim Little. <laughs> but Kim Little's not going to give up a penalty. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Cool. Um, so we have uh, some other, uh, some good off the field news for Arsenal uh, because one yeah. of the things that I, I t- when I was talking with uh, Mark with the Barmy Army about, I was talking to him about United, and we were talking about like you know looking at next, se- looking at setting up for next season, and I and I really feel like both Arsenal and Manchester United have a lot of question marks around who's going to be on the squad next season versus. Uh, yeah. You know, and a lot of questions because, you know, this is, you know, Joe is moving on. Uh, the coaching search continues for Arsenal. So we don't know who's going to be brought in from a coaching standpoint. Don't know who's coming in from a player standpoint. And so there's a lot of questions I think Arsenal had. But today they answered one question, which was Katie McCabe signs a new deal to stay on for Arsenal. What are your thoughts about that? That's, I think that that's a solid for Arsenal. Um. Yeah, obviously, absolutely delighted with that. Solid, solid signing. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, to be honest, it's been my prayer of the season. So, yeah, really, really, really happy with that. Um, I think she's been absolutely outstanding. I mean, she has um, in the league, she has eleven go. Or sorry, eleven assists and four goals. Um, that's just in the league. She has she has twelve assists overall. So. Yeah, look, I mean, she's been absolutely outstanding and, and she's versatile as well. She can play at left back and then she can play as a winger or she can even play as a striker if needed. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, I think that it was the it was the best possible news this morning, really, um, that, that she signed. She's been consistently brilliant. I mean, probably this season, I thought last season she was great as well before COVID obviously curtailed the season, but... Um, I think this season she's been even better. I think she's more intelligent in her overall play defensively as well. Um, so yeah, obviously, absolutely, yeah, over the moon really that, that she signed a new contract and it's a new long term one, which is good. It's not just a, it's just just not another year. So yeah, I mean, she expects big things and she's really happy at the club. So yeah, look, it's it's amazing news for Arsenal and, and then obviously there's a few more hopefully to be done. Leah Williamson, Jill Roard. Um, uh, they're running out in 2021. Mida has until 2022. Um, so Williamson and Roar are the ones that you that you want to be done now, uh, obviously, because they runs out this year, um, going into the next season. So that's next. Um, but yeah, look, it's a good start. Um, obviously, with McKeever saying new deal, it's yeah, it's great news. Yeah, it, it is really good news. I mean, uh, Katie McCabe is is tied up and tied at the top of the league league in assist with the eleven that you just mentioned. She's got four goals on top of it. Chloe Kelly is um, is also is tied up at the top of the assist lead, but uh, unfortunately, she got in, um, she had a significant injury uh, over the weekend, uh, so it looks like Katie may end up possibly uh, being the assist leader, unless Fran Kirby somehow manages to pass the ball to Sam Kerr multiple times uh, for <laughs> goals in that Golden Boot race. Uh, you know, but yeah, she got four goals herself. Uh, she's a creator. She's also um, a, a goal scorer, um, and. Um, and so for some other important statistics for Katie, though, um, I, she's a, yeah, she, I mean, I can't say enough how great, how good a signing to keep her on board is um, yeah. and, and so forth. Her, uh, 
in open play, expected goals plus expected assists in 90 minutes is 0.44, which is a really good level to be at uh, and so forth as a creator and also possibly a goal scorer. Um, you know, really, really strong stuff uh, from her. So that's a good signing. And, and hopefully that might be a sign that Arsenal is going to keep some of their key people, um, you know, coming yeah. into, you know, going into the summer uh, and so forth. So, yeah, the summer is going to be very, very interesting, I think, for Arsenal. Um, and I think a lot of it, what do you think? I mean, are there any possible, you know, are there any names that have kind of come forward at the top of the list for the for the manager position? Well, applications closed on the 26th of April. Uh, okay. So I guess that they're, they're just monitoring them. I mean, I personally thought it was going to be Jane Lulu, uh, but she took up a role with Manchester City last week as a as mm-hmm. a technical director. So it's not going to be her, which was a surprise. Um so I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to wait and see. Um, there's been no real names linked. There was Stephen Lurch as well. Uh, he's obviously leaving Wolfsburg at the end of the season, but he's actually going into men's football uh, with Hoffenheim uh, in their academy. So it's, it won't be him either. So I don't know, Keith. It'll be, a, it'll be a very, very interesting appointment, and it'll be very interesting to see just what names are, are there and, and thereabouts. Yeah, Um yeah, it's it's going to be, um, and I think, I mean, but I really think though that that's a question that Arsenal needs to go ahead and get an answer to fairly soon. Uh, you know, yeah, as, as things are as things are this, right. year, this year, especially because the Olympics in the summer, and then obviously they're going to have to qualify for the Champions League. They're not just going to pop into your group. So mm-hmm. the Olympics are in the summer, and then it's going to basically straight home. And the players who go from Arsenal to go to the Olympics, which I expect, right? I would be very surprised if if, if Leah Williamson wasn't one of those, or Jordan Nobbs, um, Kim Little as well potentially, um, and they they won't have a summer because they'll go to the Olympics and right. immediately and immediately come back to Arsenal and prepare for Champions League qualifiers, which are four games. Mm-hmm. So. They're not going to have time off. Uh, so, yeah, this is a big summer for Arsenal to get it absolutely 100% right. And it's going to be a big, big test for that for whoever comes in because whoever comes in won't have the players for that long who come home from the Olympics because, like, he or she is taking them immediately into a, a, a Champions League qualification period. Mm-hmm. Who would you want to see in that in that role? I have absolutely no idea. Okay. I actually, cool. I actually, I have absolutely no idea who. I was a hundred percent set on on Jane Ludlow. I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought Jane Ludlow was was sort of nailed on. Um, uh, there's been Carla Ward from Birmingham City, which's been linked. Um, would I like to see Carla Ward? Yes, but I really like what she's doing at Birmingham City. So I would actually like her maybe to stay at Birmingham City. Because I think that what she's doing is incredible there, um, and I, I think she has a really good tight knit unit there. So I have absolutely no idea who I want to see at Arsenal. I mean, I have, I have, uh, there's not a name that strikes me anymore because I honestly thought it was it was 100 going to be Jane Lolo, but it isn't. And yeah, we've I've, there's been I have absolutely yeah. It, when I saw that Leon sacked their manager last week, I thought or I thought. Is this potentially? But I don't think it is. I I, I have no idea. But I, I'm in the same boat as, as everybody else. I mean, 
it's going to be a really interesting appointment, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's the you know one of the top jobs out there. Uh, you know, yeah. for you know in uh, in women's club football. Uh, you know, so it's is is going to be. Uh, I'm sure the board at Arsenal are going to have a number of, a number of different possible candidates to choose from as it closes. Uh, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, y'all, uh, so forth. But it's going to be very interesting. But I think I, I stand by this. That question needs to be answered soon uh, because, as you just mentioned, Josh, there's so many different uh, things that are on the horizon that that are going to be. They got to get someone in quick. Um, to begin the preparation process because with the Olympics, with everything coming, uh, coming full circle in the summer and then jumping right into qualifications. Uh, yeah, that's going to, that's going to take a lot of work. So Josh, thank you so much for your time and your energy and your insights. Great as always. Uh, and so forth. So good luck to your squad, uh, coming up this, uh, coming up this weekend and, and uh, maybe Vivian Mita will get that golden boot after all uh, is said yeah. and done, uh, and so forth. I'm, you know, I'm sure she she would like to add that to the collection, <laughs> so forth. Yeah. So uh, as it stands right now, it is 18 goals apiece uh, for Frank, for not Frank Kirby, uh, Sam Kerr, and Vivian Mita at the top of that golden boot. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. So. Uh, it's advantage Sam Carr because he got two games, <laughs> so they got so Vivian needs to get that hat trick. <laughs> she, might, she might need to get that hat trick on the weekend, um, and so forth. So, all right, uh, and so forth. So, Josh, thank you again so much. And so that will be closing out for today, uh, and we will have the Manchester City feature coming up later this week. Um, we will talk, you know, we'll go ahead and talk with Emma about what's going on at Manchester City and their past game. And they got one game coming up themselves uh, and so forth. So in the meantime, we're going to close out for England is Burning. Please like the video, share with your friends the podcast. If you do not want to look at our beautiful faces on YouTube, uh, then you can listen to us on a podcast because, you know, you know. I know that Josh is gorgeous, but uh, yep. I mean, I'm as old as dirt and I'm not sure how anyone <laughs> wants to watch me for a period of time. So smash a like anyway, share the video uh, in the podcast with, with your friends. That is how England is burning. has gotten to where it is uh, and so forth. It has grown exponentially by word of mouth. So share, retweet, whatever. It's the, thank you so much, though, for all of that. Reminder, the light is out there. Please acknowledge that it's there. Embrace it. Also acknowledge the darkness is out there as well. We got to acknowledge it, but do not let it hug you. But if it does or even comes close, uh, get help for yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of those around you. Let people help you and just take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And England is going to be, well, England is not burning, literally. But England is burning is going to close out for today. And we will see you next time again. Thank you so much uh, for joining us and share and like.